For those who fish, this is the Drake cast. He was tying feathers on a hook. I'll do a hopper with a hopper dropper with a dropper hopper. The river was like a woman. Could be a disco midge, it could be a bead head. I'm your host, Elliot Adler. This episode is sponsored by the Drake Magazine's Big Year Contest. To learn more about the contest, make sure to stick around for the second part of the episode. We'll explain the rules, but more importantly, you'll get to hear an interview with the winner of the first ever Big Year Contest. Alrighty, on to the show. Last week, you met Donnie Richards and Preston Marson as they rowed me down the Pier Marquette River. You may remember that I was a little late for the boat launch because I was dealing with some car troubles. Well, if you managed to get your hands on a copy of the spring 2017 issue of the Drake magazine, you might have read the story behind those car troubles. If not, here's a little backstory. This past January, I was tasked with driving Clyde, the official pimp mobile of the Drake magazine, from northern Wisconsin down to Dallas, Texas. You've probably seen pictures of this car. It's big, old, and it has a bunch of fly fishing paraphernalia stuck to it. So in January of this year, I went and picked up Clyde from an auto body shop in Tony, Wisconsin from this guy named Owen. It is currently three degrees out, walking through six inches of snow. Looks like Clyde might be running. There's exhaust pouring out of it. I think, I think she's running. Howdy, are you Owen? I'm doing, it's a bit refreshing out there today. And it's stinking cold out, it's yeah. flying below zero. Owen gave me the keys and a few words of caution. You're driving that car down to Dallas, Texas. You think it's gonna make it? Oh, 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 oh. well, I tell you what, the car made it this long, I ain't gonna say it won't make it, but I would say it probably needs a battery. You gotta remember, you're driving an old car. Keep it below 100 mile an hour. (laughs) (laughs) I know nothing about cars. But even a rube like me could see that Clyde's lights weren't working. After a few phone calls to mechanic friends, I diagnosed the problem as a spent dimmer switch, which is this little metal knob next to the gas pedal that initiates the high beams on old cars like Clyde. I gave the dimmer switch a few smacks with a socket wrench, and on came the lights. Alrighty, good to go. From Wisconsin, I drove down to Chicago to see how the boys at Chicago Fly Fishing Outfitters were doing. We chatted about the urban fishery around Chicago. It's all a lot of sight fishing. For it'll be steelhead and brown trout and ice out, and then it'll be like smallmouth, carp, drum, uh, maybe some pike all summer long. And, then, and it's pretty good. Yeah, it can be real good. In the fall, it's like salmon, steelhead, browns from in the harbors. So you're literally walking along like the edge of a harbor and like you're looking for fish, you see a fish and you make a cast and there's like people rollerblading behind you or whatever. So it's like, you know, very urban fishery. It's a great spot to go uh, after work for a couple hours. There's some cool stuff. Good morale picking too within the city. Really? Yeah. What about psilocybin? Uh, that's that's going to cost you and we don't know where to find that. Shucks. Back to the road. From Chicago, I headed north. My destination, the Pier Marquette River, 
which was still 200 miles away when a sign announced I had entered Pure Michigan. It would have been a nice sunset over the big lake had the clouds lifted. I didn't trust Clyde's gas gauge that read half full, so I took a break. I sipped see-through coffee as Clyde inhaled a double shot of 10W30 with an 87-octane chaser. As evening settled on the way out of the parking lot, I stepped on the dimmer switch to trigger the high beams. Nothing happened. I applied a little more force, and on came the brights. When the AM signal out of South Bend, Indiana died, I put on my headphones and cruised to Steely Dance Asia. Somewhere around Deacon Blues, I took a wrong turn and ended up on winding back roads. I was approaching 55 miles an hour at the outskirts of a two-bar town when Clyde's lights went out. I death-gripped the steering wheel and stomped on the dimmer switch with the force of a thousand jungle beasts. As I floundered for the brake pedal, Clyde planted his passenger side wheels into a snowbank. When my breathing slowed, I grabbed my headlamp and pointed it at the floorboards. A pile of metal and plastic sat where the dimmer switch had been. I stomped on it again. No reaction. For the next hour, I attempted to resurrect the circuitry of Clyde's Brights button with things I found under the driver's seat. A Mexican wrestler's mask, a dog toy, some Carl's Jr. wrappers. None of that stuff worked. Eventually, I shoved a rusty screwdriver into Clyde's open wound. I must have done something right because on came the lights. The lights stayed lit until I hit the minimum speed limit. I just got off the phone with Tom by and as soon as I hung up the phone with Tom, uh, got the flashing red, white, and blue behind me, and the cop just came and took my license. Tell him that you're in Shelbyville, Michigan. Okay, great. And then uh, we'll be able to get you booked off. If you have any problems, just call 911, okay? Hey, thank you very much. All right, yeah, take it easy. Thank you for calling Geico Emergency Roadside Service. My name is Raven. How can I help you today? Hey, how you doing? Thanks for picking me up, man. No problem, man, no problem. You wanna go ahead and just uh, jump up in the truck? Yeah. As long as the keys are in the vehicle, I'll take care of the rest. Okay, sounds good. Two hours later, all 19 feet of Clyde sat on the back of a tow truck. An hour after that, I checked into a motel where it took the owner, his wife, and their son to collectively decide that someone born in 1993 is indeed over 21 years old. Can I see your driver's license? Yeah, you got it, you got it. This says you're not 21. Oh, it does. I'm 21, 23. Let me see. Mm. Icy roads at the put-in may have left Clyde in another snowbank. That's where we're getting on something. Did you have yeah, one? Yeah, yeah. What did I do? I fucked up somehow. Okay, what's so... The, how, what's the hook set? Really? <laughs> yeah. Nice, dude. Was nice. It like, nice. was it like... It was like... Like that? Yeah, like That's that. a steelhead. Oh! Clyde waited patiently while a friend of a friend rode me to a fair number of steelhead that I failed to land. That evening, we scattered kitty litter on the ice and pulled Clyde back to the road. <laughs> A burst of starter fluid encouraged the chilled engine to turn over. I tossed the aerosol can into the back seat and everyone climbed in. <coughs> oh, yeah! We roasted a bowl in honor of Clyde's longevity. 
The roar of the engine shadowed the sound of the aerosol leaking at my feet. I'm not sure if it was the grass or the ether that got us higher. Clyde's still rolling. A new dimmer switch keeps his lights on, and newish tires have helped him stay out of the ditch. From Michigan, Clyde and I rolled down south to Tennessee. Tune into future episodes to hear about the next legs of Clyde's adventures. This episode of the Drake Cast is also sponsored by our friends at Yellow Dog Fly Fishing Adventures. This is Jim Klug with Yellow Dog Fly Fishing Adventures. As the industry leader in fly fishing travel, we specialize in sending anglers all around the world in search of the very best fishing opportunities and experiences. This week's featured destination is Cuba. The fact that Yellow Dog has been working in and fishing Cuba for so many years means that we have things completely dialed in and set for each and every client we send down. Cuba is a great option for fishing, and even better when it comes to the people, music, scenery, and overall culture. Give us a call here at Yellow Dog or visit us online at yellowdogflyfishing.com. And remember that while there's a lot of ways to get there, there's only one way to do it right. This episode is also brought to you by Scott Flyrods. The other day, I called up Josh Lively, who guides for Roaring Fork Anglers in Basalt, Colorado. He told me what makes Scott Fly Rod special. You know, we could talk about how great these rods cast or the heritage of Scott, but to think that those rods are all handcrafted by blue-collar American workers, they wake up every day and handcraft the finest fly rods made. It's just really cool to, to see that, you know, to know the, the pride that's going into that rod. It's always cool when I get to go to the factory and give everybody a high-five and bring them a case of beer and donuts. Thanks, Josh. You can find out more information at your local fly shop or scottflyrod.com. Alrighty, back to the show. At the top of the show, I mentioned the Drake Magazine's Big Year Contest. Just to make sure we're all on the same page, the Drake's Big Year Contest is a celebration of fishing diversity. Go out, catch as many different species of fish on a fly rod, and then post these photos to the Drake's official contest page on the Drake's website. This year, we have some awesome sponsors, and in addition to the grand prize winner at the end of the year, we'll have monthly and quarterly winners, and even just toss some random winners in there because we like to keep you on your toes. I had a chance to chat with the first ever winner of the Big Year Contest that we held a couple years ago. Hello? Hey, is this Corey? It is. His name is Corey Wheeler. He lives in Stewart, Florida, and he took the cake with a record 42 different species of fish caught in a year. I figured, you know, there'd be... You know, some guy that travels the world or something, you know, all the time that that would just catch, you know, 10 times the amount of fish I'd be able to catch. But and it just, uh, just so happens I was uh, lucky enough to be able to win it. Down in Florida, he normally targets sea bass, snook, smallmouth bass, and when he's lucky, tarpon. So he had to get creative to get to that magic number of 42 species. I mean, one of, one of the most fun things we did last year was take a heavy sinking line and go offshore and try to get grouper and snapper and sea bass fishing dead on the bottom. Also, he left Florida. Like he said, any excuse to go fishing. One of the trips I did was to uh, Blue Ridge, Georgia, where I did my first trip ever for trout. Ended up catching a uh, rainbow. And then I went to Tennessee, caught my first spotted bass. And then went to uh, Dreamstream over there in Colorado. Where he nailed some monster browns. I asked Corey if he had any advice for folks looking to enter the competition this year. Just have fun with it, man. Just go out and come up with as many creative ways to fly fish as you can. 
You don't have to travel around the country or the world to compete in the Big Year Contest. Just get out there and get creative. The competition runs through April 28th of 2018, and you're invited to enter whenever you like. Who knows, it could be you that ends up with that trip to Belize at the end of the year. Or at least with a Drake t-shirt or a coffee mug or something. Find out more and the rules at our website, drakemag.com. Want to make sure you never miss an episode of the Drake Cast? Well, it's easy. Whip out your smartphone, go to your favorite podcasting app, and type in DrakeCast. One word, DrakeCast. Click subscribe. By subscribing, your phone will automatically download each new episode right when they come out every Friday. Also, if you like what you heard, leave us a review on iTunes. It definitely helps other people find our podcast. Okay, uh, enough of this thinly veiled advertisement bullshit. Time for our field notes. I called up the guys at Chicago Fly Fishing Outfitters to see what's been fishing well lately. This time of year, there's a little bit of everything going on. It's kind of starting out our back door. We fished out on the lakefront in the harbors on Lake Michigan. Right about now, we have a lot of post-spawn carp, smallmouth, and black drum uh, that we can catch from the shoreline. We've also been seeing larger numbers of northern pike. So also on Lake Michigan, throwing flies off of shore in uh, northern Indiana, and uh, we kind of got an early run of Skimania. So people were catching steelhead last week off the shoreline. We do have about three or four pretty decent rivers in the surrounding area that we fish for smallmouth. Around the beginning of June, depending upon water temperature, is the beginning of our topwater bite, where those fish are just willing to move up in the water column and take surface flies. We're using, like, boogle bugs, uncle swimming bait fish, you know, probably a month from now, then it'll be that kind of dragon damsel bite too, which is fun. So just a lot of good surface or orientation uh, angling coming up in the summertime. Last thing that I'll mention is I had a buddy, I can't tell you where, but, but an hour from the city, stopped at a, at a tributary of the Rock River and caught three uh, muskie on, uh, on Friday. Within a four-hour window of the city, of the shop here, we have a little bit of everything going on here. Thanks for filling us in, guys. Next week, Clyde and I head south. Join us as we take a look at what happens to a tailwater when the dam upstream needs a little TLC. Hi, I'm Katie Couric. America's infrastructure is really showing its age. The Corps of Engineers decided it was the most dangerous dam in the United States. I mean, you start talking about fish over 20 inches and being able to catch and release 10 or more of them in a day, that's world-class fishing. I just felt like, you know, dread, basically. Um, don't let anybody tell you it's what it was in 05, because it's not. Until then, thanks for listening. This has been the Drake Cast.